Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas and today my guest is Crow Wing County Administrator Tim Houle. Tim, welcome back to Community Focus. Thanks for having me, Ken. I'm always a little surprised. <laughs> that we have you back? Yeah, that you have me back, you know. <laughs> Uh, I think this thing. is a, a good way for folks to hear about things that are happening in the county. And, of course, I hope so. right now the, the big event is the Crowing County Fair. And it I is. know uh, uh, actually the county has a large presence there, don't you? We do have a fairly substantial presence. In fact, uh, the Natural Resource Building is now the Crowing County Building. Ah. Uh, and the DNR has moved out of there into some additional space. And so uh, you will find Crowing County offices there at the great Crowing County get-together. Yeah. I was talking with Commissioner Coring earlier this morning, and we were just talking about the number of friends relatives, your neighbors that you run into when you he- head to the fair. You know, he was talking about you go to the fair and you're going to visit with 30, 40, 50 different people that you haven't seen. Easily, yeah. And, and so what a great opportunity for all of us to get back together. Um, and so we do have a presence out at the fair. Community services is out there, public health team. We're providing COVID vaccines each day oh. at the fair. No appointment necessary. They're free. Uh, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. every day at the fair. We have both the Johnson & Johnson single-shot vaccine as well as the Moderna. The Moderna requires two doses, but we'll schedule the second dose later on at our offices or another option in the in the community. Okay. We have jail correctional officers there uh, August 4th and the 5th from 12 noon to 6 p.m. offering fingerprinting for your kids. We got a snowplow out at the highway department with some washable markers. Kids have colored those snowplows up uh, (laughs) each year at the fair. It's a great thing to see. That's fun. Land services staff handing out trees and coupons for the landfill. The sheriff's office always has personnel at the fair from open to close. They do a lot of demonstrations there, equipment demonstrations in the public safety building, including the bomb team, boat and water, mounted patrol. They have a uh, thing where you can stand behind and look like you are in the bomb squad, you know, Ooh. for the picture with the hole. Wow. And yeah. So they got that out the fair this year. And then make sure to stop by the 4-H building, see what the 4-Hers have been working on over the last year. All of the 4-H projects, the livestock and non-livestock, showcase what our members have learned throughout the year. It was not a year they did nothing. Yeah. They, they did quite a bit. Uh, yeah. So stop out and take a look at their, fair, uh, their wares. The fair runs through Saturday, August 7th. We hope to see everybody there. That's one of my favorite stops every year is to walk through the, the barn at the, the 4-H barn. You think about what kids are learning in, in particular, like even with like animal husbandry. I just think yeah. you're responsible to keep another sentient being alive. Yes. That takes responsibility, accountability. Um, it teaches kids how to make it in the world. Yeah, yeah. The, and it's time-consuming, so they spend a lot of time on this. They do. We should be proud of them. They do. We should be proud of them. All right. Um, what else is going on that we should know about, Tim? Well, we have a second anniversary for BLADE. BLADE stands for Brainerd Lakes Area Drug Education. So probably all of your listeners have heard about DARE in yes. the past, and DARE was a prevention-focused program. What makes BLADE a little bit more unique is that there is sort of a three-legged stool that BLADE is premised on. One, increase drug enforcement efforts. We certainly need to make sure that folks who are violating the law, that, are, that they are stopped from violating the law. Yes. That's a leg of the stool. Provide drug, drug education. This would be the prevention component. And so it's the prevention like DARE was, that leg of the stool. And then finally, to help with those who are impacted to find a healthier and productive life, that's the treatment end of the program. Yeah. And so it's a three-legged stool that sort of deals with all the aspects of addiction, enforcement, treatment, and um, prevention. 
So it's a pretty, I think, innovative approach, and it's a partnership between the sheriff's office, other local law enforcement agencies throughout the county, the county attorney's office, community services, members of the faith community, and the recovery addiction organizations throughout our community. And so we're trying to take a little bit different approach to helping our community deal with the addiction crisis, I think, that we have. Um, I think it is shocking to me that the number one reason that we sent someone to treatment in Crow Wing County, and this was in 2019, was for uh, meth. It was not for alcohol. Wow. Uh, And so that is a serious concern in the community. We've got to figure out a better way to deal with it. If we keep doing the same things we've been doing over and over again, uh, we're going to get the same results. Right. So we're trying to do it a little bit differently. Members of Blade are going to be out at the fair this week, so I hope you can stop by and sign up on the community engagement list. Uh, They're going to be entered in for some great prizes. They're also going to be handing out some playing cards. They're conversational playing cards for parents to talk to their kids about these issues. What we know is that parents who are engaging their kids in conversation, youth who feel like they can openly talk to their parents about these kinds of issues, are more likely to seek them out in difficult situations. And so talking, even though it's probably uncomfortable and you think the teenager isn't listening, uh, is still a good thing that you should be doing. Begin conversations early, repeat them often, Set clear and consistent rules. Be prepared for questions. Kids are inquisitive by nature. Listen carefully and role model ways to say no. You're going to need to say no. And so practice um, because teenagers are wonderful debaters. Um, Provide age-appropriate information. So what I'd really like to encourage your listeners is check out the Blade Facebook page or contact the Sheriff's Department if you have any questions. Their number is 829-4749. I think it's very important parents have those conversations because uh, I think it's true that um, you hope that your children are never exposed to drugs or alcohol, but mm-hmm. uh, here's news for you. They will be. So it's a matter of making them prepared ahead of time to make really good choices. Yes. And we have a tendency to think, well, every kid is doing something. And the reality is, no, that's not true. Yeah. On any given weekend in Crow Wing County, most high school students are not partaking in alcohol or drugs by their own admission. We, right. you know, There is an American community survey that's done year after year after year with high school students, and it asks them about their behavior in an anonymous way. There's no repercussions, and there's no way to track back who said what. So I believe the data is pretty solid. And what that tells us is these steps can make a difference in our community. And when you look at the social costs associated with someone who gets into alcohol or drugs too early in terms of jail, treatment, um, the wrecked relationships that they're going to have in their life, the difficulty in holding a job, the social costs of addiction are exceptionally high for us. Yes. And so trying to, to sort of stick a monkey wrench in the gears to stop cycles um, from continuing. That's what we're trying to do. Um, I think it is sort of a lifelong struggle. We're never going to arrive, are right, we? Right. We're, we're, our effort isn't to eliminate addiction in our community. That's probably not realistic, but it is to move the needle, to have less of it in our community. That's yeah. what we're trying to do, um, and that's what Blade is focused on. Yeah. And uh, just like everything else, it takes the community to help out. Yes. With parents making those conversations part of. Uh, uh, their dealings with their kids. Mm-hmm. And if you can get 5% more parents 
to have that conversation. You're yeah. going to move the needle. Yeah. And so that's what this is about, is just encouraging our community to continue to engage in discussions with each other about this issue. It's a really important issue in our community. We should be talking more about it. And I think if if the folks who are listening are expecting you know, that the government can solve this problem by itself, it is a social problem. Right. And it will require socialized solutions. And by that I mean the community. Right. We all are going to have to engage in having these difficult conversations with people who are struggling or to prevent them from putting themselves in a position to struggle. Yeah. And it also means, uh, as you talked about, there's three legs to that stool. So the enforcement part, by all means, if you're in the community and you think there's something suspicious happening, it's worth it to make that call because there could be children in that house. I mean, it's just one of those things you have to do to to be part of the solution, if you will. I think even when you talk to law enforcement officers who, you know, they see the worst in us, and they can be a cynical bunch. Yeah. But when they start saying, you know, that the approach we've had to addiction, we, we can't arrest ourselves out of this problem. Yes. We can and should hold people accountable. Yeah. We can and we should as best we can. And once we have them, then what do we do with them? And that is a time when we can do something different than we may have historically done. And so we are pushing more for those who are incarcerated to go through treatment, to get a handle on their chemical dependency issues. It's, I think, the best way we're going to ensure that they're not going to come back. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if we want to find out more about Blade, is there information on the county website about Blade itself? Yes, you can go to the county website, crowwing.us. Just put in Blade in the search, and it'll come up. Otherwise, there's a Blade Facebook page, so you can go on Facebook, and in the search bar, just type in Blade, and I think you'll find it. Or you can give the sheriff's office a call if you're interested in helping out or signing up to volunteer. Give them a call at 829-4749. All right. You mentioned uh, COVID-19 vaccine clinics at the county fair. Uh, Give us a brief update here in the county because we hear across the country, uh, certainly in some counties, the the vaccination rates are very low and this Delta variant is making its way in. I was just in North Carolina this weekend and my stepdaughter, she's a teacher out there, and she asked me uh, whether or not they were going to have to go back into distance learning. And I said, I don't think so. Um, because the vaccination rates are relatively high. Um, But then I looked up the vaccination rate in North Carolina, and it was 43%. Now Minnesota's over 70. And I had to go back to her the next day and say, I have to change what I told you. Um, It's very likely that she's going to go into distance learning. That's what we're trying to avoid here, folks, is just the disruptions associated with COVID. And so it's not as simple as whether or not you're going to get COVID. It's about us building up the immunities within our community so that we can protect those who cannot get a vaccine and we can protect those who are at greater risk of having a breakthrough case. Um, It's about sharing that risk with all of us. I really want this to be done. I really want this to be done. Please get vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Who did I just see uh, yesterday on the news said the same thing? Oh. Coach Mike Zimmer of the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And he's concerned. Um, he's concerned about his uh, the rate amongst his team, but he basically said we could put this to bed if we all just get vaccinated. It's that simple. Yeah. It really is that simple, Ken. And uh, so I'm just encouraging folks, please help us put this to bed. Now, you mentioned you have 
uh, vaccine clinics at the fair. Are you still doing them at the uh, county services building as well? Yep, we will have them at the community services building. That's at 204 Laurel Street in Brainerd. We're going to have one on August 18th, September 1st, September 15th. October 6th and October 20th. We're going to be offering the Moderna vaccines at uh, that uh, at those clinics. You can go to our website, crowing.us, to register. If you don't have computer access and you want to register, you can give us a call, 824-1289. That's 824-1289. And if you have questions about the COVID vaccine, you want to contact a public health nurse and talk to her personally about your circumstance, you can also do that, 824-1080, and we will put you in contact with one. All right. And last but not least, I always like to remind everybody these shots are free, aren't they? They are free, and uh, there was a little bit of misinformation out there about uh, having to pay for them. Nothing in life is free. Uh, (laughs) We all paid for it. Uh, So you might as well go get it because you already bought it. That's right. All right. Um, Last but not least, uh, the month of August is Child Support Awareness Month here in Minnesota. That continues to be an issue as well, doesn't it? It is. And, you know, we know that the uh, rate of separated families is significant. And so there are many children that are going up in uh, homes where their mom and their dad don't live in the same house. Taking care of those kids is an important societal concern. To the extent that you have single moms, single dads out there who are trying to raise their kids without the financial support of their other partner, they're much, much more likely to end up on public assistance. And then we all end up paying to support those children. And so we're very aggressive about both parents need to contribute to raising their children because in the alternative – then we all pay to raise their children. And so Child Support Awareness Month in August is important to us. Minnesota ranks uh, in the top four states nationally for the collection of monthly child support and overdue oh, wow. payments. To give you some kind of an idea, just in the month of July 2021, we had 3,200 child support cases and collected over three-quarters of a, or close to three-quarters of a million dollars in support just that month. In 2020, we collected $9.7 million in current child support and past due child support. They continue to work hard to establish, modify orders. Bottom line is we're doing our best to try to make sure that parents pay the cost of raising their children when they can. And in the end, that saves all of us money, as you say. If they don't, it increases the likelihood we're all going to pay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Is there anything that the public at large needs to know about uh, efforts during this Child Support Awareness Month? You know, it's a tough situation. Oftentimes the parents may be estranged or not get along really well. Um, So I will tell you that working in the child support arena isn't always a fun thing. And so if you know a child support officer who's working for Crow Wing County, it wouldn't be a bad idea to just tell them thanks um, because I think it is a thankless job. They are often not treated very well. I know what you're saying, yeah. Well, Tim, uh, we covered a lot of territory here today. We're running out of time, but uh, I want to say thanks again for stopping by and being on Community Focus to let us know about these uh, things going on in the state. I forgot to ask, are are you at the county fair at all? You know, they only have the important things out at the county (laughs) fair, so nobody asked me to show up. uh, So, no, I'll be there at some point in time, but uh, not in a booth. Okay. You know, I always say I could raise a lot of money in a Duncan booth. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll put that on the suggestion list. Yeah, the suggestion list for next year. year. Exactly. There you go. Mm. Tim, thank you for being here. Thanks, Ken, for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Tim Houle is our Crow Wing County Administrator. I'm Ken Thomas, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. Don't forget our Community Focus programs are available to listen to anytime on our website, 
You just go to 1067wjjy.com. They're also available to listen to on our free mobile app that's powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.